0: Welcome to a tradition unlike any other. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Yes, yes, yes! It's about damn time. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode five of the Tom Shifflett podcast. Sorry, it's not on Friday. It's Saturday. I, uh, there was a bunch of construction out right outside of my house and it was really loud and it just sounded completely shitty, so... I just decided to scrap it, and I've recorded Saturday instead. Before we jump into it, make sure to rate and review after every episode. Cook the books. Subscribe and resubscribe. Let's get these numbers up. Alright, today's show, we have six Game 4s and six Game 5s to dive into two teams advance to the second round and i'll preview three game sixes on sunday night i'll recap on monday evening show plus i'll make fun of isaiah thomas and michael wilbon talking about michael jordan so wednesday show i preview lakers versus grizzlies and clippers versus mavs we'll recap those two and then jump to thursday friday and saturday night's games first game on wednesday Clippers, they look e- even up the series 2-2 versus Dallas, but that didn't happen. They lost game 4 109 94 dropping them into a 3-1 deficit. I know this is fake basketball. This would, if this really happened, I would just, uh, I would jump out a window. I would, I'd laugh so hard. I've been arguing with people about the Lakers, uh, how the Lakers are the best team in the LA for, since the season started. People have been really trying to tell me that the Clippers should be finals favorites, and I just... <laughs> I don't know people are just so into Kawhi Leonard I don't understand how he gets he doesn't get killed like other players would I mean he literally quit on the Spurs he forced his way out of town then you know he wins in Toronto he load manages through the entire season and then he leaves for the Clippers he won't sign unless he gets his uncle Dennis a job helicopters all this shit I mean if anyone else would have done this they'd be public enemy number one I just I don't understand how it's okay for Kawhi to do it but whatever Uh, back to the game so Kawhi he struggles in game four only 14 points he's five for 15 from the floor but Paul George he finally plays well 20 points so maybe he can get it together and uh while they try and crawl back out of this series Dallas, they were trailing at half, and then they went on a 42-10 to run in the third quarter, and that just took the game right away. Luca was great again. 26 points, 15 boards, 7 assists. Christophe Porzingis, he throws in 16 points. Dallas' stars, they've played better than PG and Kawhi so far, and that's that's what this 3-1 lead boils down to. The best team in LA, the Lakers, they had a chance to sweep on Wednesday night and move into the second round. Uh, I just about guaranteed it, but LA laid an egg. Game 4, and they lose 112-109. to starting point guard Avery Bradley for the Lakers he went down uh, with a pretty serious knee injury so a minute into the game and then Memphis jumped out to 1.2 40 to 8 first quarter lead and that's all she wrote uh LeBron he had 43 though he was 18 and 19 from the floor to try and make it close but it was just a bad loss uh now the Lakers have to start Rajon Rondo and that just shrinks the floor even more for LA those lineups throughout the year that Frank Vogel would put out with Rajon Rondo JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard they just drove me insane I'm sure it drove LeBron too I mean there's no spacing there's no shooting out there early on in the year I thought that Vogel would play more small ball with LeBron playing four like he did in Miami and then have Anthony Davis play five like Chris Bosch did but it hasn't happened just once this season so maybe they'll Spartan up once they get deeper in the playoffs on Wednesday, both LA teams lost, but they have a chance to bounce back on Saturday. We'll move to Thursday's slate. First up, Boston-Philly tie 2-2. Philly takes it 96-78. They outscore Boston 31-9 in the fourth quarter. It's a tough loss for Boston. Ben Simmons was 3-for-12 from the floor. Embiid, he was 8-for-21, but they still couldn't take advantage of Philly's poor shooting. Kemba was horrible. He was 3-for-18 from the floor. Jalen Brown, he was 3-for-12, so it's a rough shooting night for everyone, but that happens in the playoffs sometimes, and the better team just figures out a way to pull it out, and that's what Philly did. They have a chance to close it out on Sunday if they play like this again then it's over and that's it for the celtics the second game houston had the chance to close out denver thursday night but they failed to do so they lose 117 to 78 and denver stays alive james harden was abysmal he was sent for 23 3 for 14 from deep. Russ, he was 2 for 12. 0 for 6 from 3. Just a terrible game for Houston. And a closeout game. Michael Porter Jr. off the bench for Denver. He had 22. And Nikolai Jokic, he had 17 points and 23 boards. Denver, they were plus 10 points in the paint. And they were plus 27 on the boards. That's a blueprint for Denver if they want to follow... If they want to, uh... They want to make a comeback and win this series. Houston lives and dies by the three. And most importantly, they live and die by James Harden to be superhuman. That's usually the reason they get eliminated late in the season. James Harden, you could just tell he's gassed. From doing all of the heavy lifting and they they end up just getting wiped off the floor because they have no depth. And especially now, you've replaced Chris Paul with the inefficient shooting Russell Westbrooks. Both of those teams, Nuggets and the Rockets, uh, they're both really, they're just too flawed to really make a legit run. We moved to Friday. Two teams advanced to the second round. Oklahoma City, they closed out Utah 90-88. to 88. Unfortunately for Utah, uh, their star, Donovan Mitchell, he sprained his ankle and couldn't play. Utah had no chance without Mitchell. They had to lean on Jordan Clarkson, Emmanuel Moutier, and Mike Conley, and that's just not going to get it done. Danilo Gallinari for OKC, he carries them with 21 points. Chris Paul adds 16 points and 8 assists. Oklahoma City, they're a scrappy team. They play hard. They take care of the ball, but uh like houston and denver i don't see them as a legit contender they have way too many flaws as well they wait on the winner of lakers versus Grizzlies, so gonna be lakers versus thunder whenever that series officially ends uh the second team to move on to the second round uh the other night was Giannis and the bucks they finally put away the magic 119 to 107 in game five it was a hard fought gentleman's sweep for milwaukee a little uh too close for comfort really Giannis actually fouled out in 13 minutes on the floor in this game, but uh, Robin to his Batman, Chris Middleton, he leads the team with 19 points, 8 boards, and 9 assists. So if he plays like this and Giannis is doing his thing, Milwaukee's a really tough team to beat. But Eric Bledsoe, their starting point guard, another awful game. He was 3 for 15. He is without a doubt the weakest link on this team and will 100% cost Milwaukee a chance at the finals like he did last year. And then you can kiss Giannis goodbye. He'll be in the Bay Area with Steph and the Warriors before we know it. You could take that to the bank. Nobody believed me when I said KD was going to the Warriors, but we all saw what happened. So that's Milwaukee's problem in 2021, though. So right now they have a series with the Miami Heat coming up. Could be a tough six games. Uh, Jimmy Butler can give Chris Middleton some trouble, and then Miami could throw Jay Crowder, Andre Iguodala, and even Kelly Olenek. God, I hate Kelly Olenek. That piece of shit. Uh, I get irrationally angry when anybody brings up Killian Lennox's name around me. He's the guy who ripped Kevin Love's arm out of his socket for Boston in the playoffs in 2015 and costed Cleveland the title. Uh, I hate that guy a lot. Oh, whatever, but... Past that, so that guy, and Bam Adebayo at Giannis. Still, the Bucks should handle them pretty easily. Today, both teams look to bounce back. Clippers, they try to stay alive down 3-1. They absolutely run Dallas off the floor, 120-95 to in Game 5. LA led 68-31 at halftime. LA responds that they should, being on the brink of elimination. Kawhi and Paul George, they combined for 33 points on 13 of 20 shooting. So uh, that's their best game, and they needed it the most. Luka, he was solid. He had 25 points, but the others lay an egg. They'll probably look back at this one and kick themselves for not closing out the much better opponent when they had the chance. Game 6 is tomorrow. And then the other team in LA, the Lakers, they get to close out finally 133-88. to 88. Anthony Davis, 29 points, 9 rebounds. LeBron, 28 points, 10 boards, 8 assists, and Memphis has gone fishing. The Rookie of the Year, John Morant, he averages 21 points and 8 assists in the playoff debut. Uh, We'll get Los Angeles Lakers versus Oklahoma City Thunder in round 2. It's not a great matchup for Anthony Davis at all with Steven Adams down low, but Oklahoma City doesn't have anyone to really match up with LeBron, so it'll probably be 5 games or possibly a sweep. Uh, Avery Bradley, he's going to be out. It said for the whole series, and he should be back uh, before the conference finals start. Tomorrow, there's three potential closeouts for Houston dallas and philadelphia uh i think houston is the only one of the three who wins but we'll find out monday evening we're now all caught up in the 2k20 simulator uh now i want to switch gears to uh this whole isaiah thomas versus michael jordan thing that's been sparked back up isaiah thomas he started last week saying that michael jordan he is disqualified from the goat conversation because of his competition of i don't know that's kind of like a slight towards himself but okay And then he follows that up by saying, Kevin Durant and LeBron, they would dominate in the 80s and 90s, so they should probably be top billing of the GOAT debate. And I I don't think they should both be top billing of the GOAT debate, but I agree that they would dominate in the 80s and 90s. Uh, But I also think that Jordan, he would dominate in this era too. So, Uh, and then Isaiah Thomas, he adds, he posts on social media this quote that Will Chamberlain said to Michael Jordan a long time ago. And the quote is, They changed the game so I couldn't dominate. They changed the rules so you could dominate. That was Wilt Chamberlain and Michael Jordan. I mean, Wilt's not entirely wrong on that one. I mean, before Shaquille O'Neal, Wilt was the most dominant player in NBA history. And then for Jordan... The NBA they got rid of uh, the hand checking and they outlawed the Jordan rules to open up pace of play, unmuck it a little bit. But that's not why Jordan dominated. He dominated either with or without those rules. So I don't know what the hell he's talking about there. He's just it. He just got his anti-Michael Jordan agenda. And then Isaiah Thomas he continues though. He says yesterday MJ is the fourth best player he's ever faced. Oh, my God. I don't think he actually believes any of this shit. I think he's just staring the pot and just trying to get attention. I I get what he was saying that, well, not about the michael jordan was the fourth best player that he faced but i get what he's saying about the skill of the players nowadays and that you know it wasn't as competitive for jordan athletically uh back in the day i can see where isaiah is coming from on that but i, still, I don't know why they ask him questions about this the dumbest thing i heard was yesterday on uh get up courtesy of the president of the michael jordan fan club chicago fanboy michael wilbon here's him on get up no one now would have dominated in the 90s no one not even as great as KD and LeBron are, they wouldn't have dominated his Pistons, Michael's Bulls, uh, the Six. They anybody back then. Those athleticism, evolution, or not. That was Will Bond on Get Up saying that it's absolutely ridiculous to think that anybody, not Michael Jordan, could dominate in the 80s and 90s. Uh, I don't, uh, so you're telling me that LeBron James, who is 6'8", 270 pounds, that's, that's bigger than Karl Malone. Uh, just to put that into perspective for you Uh, with the athleticism on par with like Michael Jordan Dominique Wilkins he couldn't dominate those plumbers back in the day come on man like Kevin Durant (laughs) he's a seven foot shooting guard you don't think he could handle those guys I just don't get it man like Isaiah Thomas was saying there was only one Michael Jordan back then athletically maybe Dominique was a close second but I didn't agree with his number that he had. He said there's about 15 to 20 guys who have the same athletic ability as Michael Jordan nowadays. I don't think it's that high, but I get what he's saying. I mean, the 12th man on most NBA teams now is probably more skilled than most of the starting five in the 80s and 90s. I don't know why this stuff has to come up. I mean, we know we know how great Michael Jordan is, and we know he would dominate in any era, and that's ev- everyone's okay with that, and we can accept that. But as soon as you say that somebody can go and do something that Michael Jordan did. It's just, it's impossible. It's blasphemy. You can't do that. No way anybody could do what Michael Jordan did. Blah blah. blah. It's just there. It can be both ways. They're three generational talents. They they could dominate at any time period. Any one of them. So I just don't understand why it's such a hard concept for people to get their head around. But whatever. We don't have any sports, so people are just going to argue about this. And we got another episode of The Last Dance coming up, so I'm sure people will argue more about that. And I think this one's more about. The 92 dream team so that'll be fun to hear everybody talk about we'll just get to watch the 92 dream team everybody will talk about how it's the greatest team ever invented and ever created they played a bunch of guys who barely made their jv basketball team in europe there was only what i think there was only three european players or overseas players in the nba around that time i just they were all just they basically played a bunch of state farm agents and they rolled them by like 45 points because of course they did but i don't think that's the greatest team usa team we've ever had i would take the O A team in a heartbeat easily they would mop the floor with them i mean larry bird could even sit on the bench he could hardly even walk you know magic was about to retire uh, i just i don't see the, the 92 dream team keeping up with that that was prime kobe bryant prime lebron james prime DWade wade prime carmelo anthony they'd probably mop the floor with him but it's one of those things you get into the hypotheticals there's no point doing it because you can't really prove it uh just like uh someone argued me the other day that uh Shaquille O'Neal would uh dominate Kareem Abdul-Jabbar 101 I don't know man I just can't talk to anybody anymore I guess <laughs> I'm not doing it I know I was talking on Wednesday how we're not supposed to I'm gonna try and not argue about things but I got got on that one they, they uh they baited me into an argument on that one that was yeah I, I can't I that person knows who they are. I can't talk to them anymore. Oh well. So on that note, I'm gonna wrap things up. Uh thanks for listening. Remember to rate and review after every episode um, so this weekend, I'm actually starting some research. I made a like a brief list off the top of my head of the top 50 players in the NBA, and I'm actually gonna do some more research to put them in the place that I want to put them in. So I'll start revealing that on Monday, and then I'll recap the game sixes from Sunday night. Talk a little last dance probably on Monday evening, and then I'll start to reveal the top 50 list. I'll start from 50 to 40. So until then, I'll talk to you. from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And. Uh cannot save Mamba out